Thank you, Paul. You don't look too bad yourself, know, man. Try, I'm trying to keep up with the younger guy in the in the place, you know, and the in shape guy that's in that gym all the time, bouncing on that treadmill. I like that sport uh, coat, and hey, don't hey, call me fatty. You're not fat, brother. You're looking pretty good. <laughs> you got no ass on you, okay? Don't have to worry about being fat. <laughs> look, what's our first story tonight? What's going on in the city? Well, let's see. We've got, uh, oh, the uh, the homicide rate's down. You know, the numbers it's, are looking pretty good for the city. It's pretty much way down this year, isn't it? According to Superintendent, yeah, Eddie Johnson and everybody else. Yeah, hey, we're a fan, Eddie. We like when Eddie gives us good news. Yeah, I'm so yeah. He didn't. Uh, I'm surprised he's not in the runoff. I told you, I voted for. <laughs> he, the guy. He'd, he'd have won if he was in that runoff, man. Yeah. He'd, he'd be Mayor Eddie Johnson had he decided to run. Yeah. So yeah, uh, stats are looking pretty good. Um, hmm. I think they owe it to smart policing strategies. Uh, they, owe, they owe it to twenty below zero, I think. But we'll, 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 you know, we'll give them credit for the police strategies and aggressive policing out there. Well, you know, but once once these numbers came out, what happened? The, you know, the following day there was a big shootout on the south <laughs> side fails, in a private club, yeah. right? Right, yeah. right? Oh yeah, five people got shot, right? Yeah, Paul. The, Never uh, fails. The superintendent comes out. We're down forty four homicides for the year. We're having a great year. It's wonderful and. Man, before it hardly gets off the tip of his tongue, some lunatic is shooting up a bar on the on the south side. That's right, Paul. The Asharak gods giveth and take it away. They, they do. But, hey, the good news was I don't think anybody got killed in that shooting. No, did nobody they? got shot. Bad no. shots. You know, I got to love it. They're shooting sideways, eyes closed, just spraying the place. Fortunately, everybody got hit in, you know, places that were non-lethal. So, according to Hey Jackass, we have year to date. Check this out, Paul. Total homicides, 53. Not bad. Shot and wounded, 241. Uh, but also, how... Okay, so a person is shot every... What would you think? Every five minutes, every 10 minutes in the city? Well, certainly every few hours, for sure. Right? Well, well, here, a person is shot every five minutes. Well, that's what they say, right? A person is murdered every 29 minutes. On average. On average. On average, yeah, yeah. So in other words, by the time this show <laughs> by the time this show is over, four people would be shot. Which on average. Which kinda sucks. It sucks if you're the shot E. <laughs> right? It sucks if you're the victim. But if you're listening to the Popo report, I almost guarantee you you're not gonna get shot, right? Depends on what kind of victim you are. That's right. If you're listening to the Popo report, it's like bulletproof vest almost. <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, Popo's listening to it. They, you know, be parked behind the old empty parochial school in the parking lot listening to it. Not going to get shot back there. And gangsters listening to it, they 
they stay off the Eisenhower and Dan Ryan shooting at each other. They'll probably be safe, at least for two hours. I'm, I'm thinking Eddie should incorporate the Popo Report, mandatory listening time every Saturday night. That, the Popo Report, yeah, uh, there are a whole lot more officers on the streets able to listen to it. You know, they hired a thousand, a thousand new uh, police A thousand officers, new guys. A thousand new guys, exactly. They should start them off in the police academy with the Popo Report. You guys report down here Saturday night, you've got to listen to the Popo Report. A little book, yeah, give me a book report on the Popo Report. That's right, that's right, a 500 words, okay, an essay. Because we know most of them, when they get to the street, they can't write anyways, right, Lope? Yeah. <laughs> it's one of your pet peeves. They can't <laughs> write when they get to you. <laughs> they can't write paper. No, no, that's kind of a problem when you got to document what happens, actually. No, 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 no. Right? Uh, so, let's, let's move on, Lope. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, well, the ACLU's all up uh, in uh, uh, CPD's uh, booty again, right? Uh, what are they up in their booty about? They don't like that the CPD monitors social media. Hey, I, I might add a public forum, Right. Open source, exactly. It's, it's yeah. intrusive, DAs. Hey, you know what? Here, ACLU, you've done some great things throughout history, right? Right. right. Um, if knucklehead criminal is stupid enough to write his plans on social book or advertise guns and dope in his basement, then I, I say, okay, the CPD should be able to look at that if it's available to everybody else in the free world, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Let's. So, you know, don't talk to me about it being intrusive. Tell your knucklehead clients not to put stupid stuff on the internet, especially on Facebook, because CPD is watching it. If it's out there, you know, yeah, let's use it to yeah. our and, advantage. And by the way, CPD has not been shy about talking about this. No. And, and, and no. they've broken many cases because some knucklehead will predict who's going to get shot in an hour, and they're able to prevent it from happening. And or they will go out and shoot somebody an hour later they're on Facebook bragging about it and they get themselves locked up and that's used as evidence later on. So it's not intrusive. It's a good investigative tool. If you're smart, Popo, you're watching social media. You're seeing what your gangsters are up to, right? Yeah, they're incorporating that with the strategic decision uh, support centers uh, throughout the city. So it's a great use of technology, great use of open source technology, and yeah, ACLU step back a little bit. Yeah, you step know? back. I'm generally a fan of ACLU. There's some bigger problems for the ACLU yeah. to be out there dealing with, okay? Forget about, <laughs> stay out of the social media stuff in the popo. That's right, Paul. All right. Let's we got uh, another story later on I'd like to see the ACLU get involved in. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, well, the ISP, that's the Illinois State Police, Paul, they've taken first steps uh, to make it harder to keep guns. What, what steps did they take, Luke? Keep guns <laughs> after <laughs> license. Exactly. Well, here's what they've done, Paul. <laughs> Deal with how fire FOI cards are revoked, how guns are seized, and how records are kept. It's, it's all about sharing communication <laughs> Uh, it's between so jurisdictions, nice they decided to do something now, so late in the game. I'm, I applaud them for their arriving late to the party and attempting to do something. Yeah. As of yet, they haven't done anything. But they're... It's a good first step. They're trying to figure it out, right? You know, sharing valuable information is a good thing. And, uh, you know, being open-minded about it, you know, because, uh, you know, historically, you know, Jurisdictions don't really, you know, you know. Listen, this is, this, this is this, my hood. I, I, I'm going to solve don't, this problem. This is real easy. Don't State get in police, my way. When you got a guy in Chicago who's been revoked, call up CPD and send them down the little letter and say his stuff is revoked. Go get his guns. That's pretty simple, isn't it? An email might do. Get a point of contact at CPD. CPD will send out, you know, guys like you, Loop. Hey, go get this dude's guns. Go pick them up. Right. You'd be, you'd be jumping out and you'd be all over yeah. that. 
You guys get to keep those guns after you pick them up, or you got to give them to somebody? <laughs> Unfortunately, you got to turn them in. Yeah. got to turn them in, even yeah. if they're like really nice guns. Yeah. Yeah, you got to turn them in. Turn uh, it. But I tell you one thing, Paul. That's not very nice. At least you know they finally said that mailing letters aren't enough because you and I know that felons they don't open their mail, bro. Exactly, they <laughs> right? don't open their mail. They don't open the mail. And women who you know stiff the ambulance company for their fees, they don't open their mail either. Exactly, That's right? That's so why they they got locked up later on. So agencies, that law enforcement agencies, have to go a step further. You know, just a little. A little uh, more the work whole mail thing right. hasn't okay. been working for him real well to date, right? <laughs> no, no, no. So, hey, Loop, I think it's almost time for that first hard break of the night. You think so, Paul? I think it might be. Well, you know what? Thanks for starting us off. Yeah, though, you got to drag it out about another ten seconds though, so we could hit that number, bro. You always do a great job dragging it out, my nonviolent. You That's know, right. We could we could we could drag, okay? Low level partner in crime that you are. Yeah, we could pretty much talk about nothing for long periods of time, can't we? That's right. Yes. That's right, Paul. As the Popo Report gets underway here on a Saturday night, more to come, including R. Kelly makes another appearance in court, has another meltdown, and sings the blues. Former darling of the Republican Party gets a sweet deal. And, Paul, check this out. When you have to get your swole on, nothing stands in the way, right? I guess. Exactly. I'd like to know what a swole is, but we'll talk about that when we come back. <laughs> You've been listening to the Popo Report on WLS AM 890. We'll see you in a few. Ah, the Popo reports back with some hot music. You like that sound loop? What do you think? Love it. WLSA M890, Chicago, Saturday night. You got the Popo report here and his old bad music. Getting you in the mood because what happens, loop, later on? Climax time, right? Hopefully, hopefully. By the end of this show, it should be it should be running out of your place, all right? Because I'm out about this one right now, Luke. This next story we're going to do, we, we we covered this back in August. Yeah, we both are. Yeah. And what happened? We had a young man out in Morgan Park, uh, mentally disabled, autistic, or such, uh, and he's walking on the street, minding his own business, and off-duty Chicago police sergeant pulls up next to him, and he he decided not to mind his own business. Uh, he decided not to mind his own business. It's got Sergeant Cahill Muhammad. And he's in Morgan Park, and uh, fortunately for our victim in this case, and believe me, he's a victim, um, there was some home alarm cameras uh, by where this incident happened, right? So we, we're we not guessing. We watched it in living black and white, right? right, right. And what happened, Luke? What, the kid's walking down the street, right, 2 a.m. or something, minding his own business, more or less. Disabled, probably needs some help getting back to wherever he came from. I think he came from out of a group home, but he wasn't hit, had not committed a vandalism, had not hurt anybody, had not hurt himself, had not done anything wrong. He's reported missing about approximately three hours earlier, right? And, and, and Popo are out looking for him hard, yeah. man, right? Yeah. Now, now Sergeant Muhammad's off duty. He's not looking for him. He's doing, uh, yeah, he's doing some off-duty community policing. <laughs> okay, right. And what happens when he runs across our young man, our young? Mentally disabled young guy. Well, uh, Ricky. Well, Ricky, Ricky Hayes, I believe his name was, right? Right, right, right. So uh, there was an encounter. Yeah, what kind of encounter? Verbal encounter, right? Verbal, nonviolent encounter. Right. Muhammad says something to Ricky, right? Mm -hmm. Ricky does what? Nothing, right? No. Then Muhammad does something. Now, what does he do? He lights him up. Shoots him like three or four times, and, or at least twice. Couple, oh, yeah, a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Ricky runs. He's able to run away. 
And they find him uh, with some injuries a few hundred yards away. Non-lethal shots, yeah. Right. Thank God the kid doesn't get killed. Because he's not doing anything, right? He just gets lit up, and we got the old I'm in fear of my life thing sitting in my big-ass SUV with my 9-millimeter Glock with 17 rounds in it. And I'm afraid of this mentally disabled kid who's walking down the street minding his own business. So, consequently, there's an investigation. And as these things go in Chicago, we all know, most of the time, nothing happens in these things these scenarios, right? Yeah. You're afraid of your life? Good enough for me. Pass that on. Well, a another Chicago sergeant. What's the, our other sergeant's name? Lambert. Sergeant Isaac Lambert, right? He's a detective. He's a good guy, right? Been, been around since 94, like forever. And he catches the investigation. And Lambert decides... He, well, he's he's uh, he's assigned to supervise the, the uh, investigation, the detectives. He's yeah. doing the investigation. Mm-hmm. And his team decides that Muhammad had no business shooting this kid, right? They're, they're pretty, they watched everything we watch, and they go, bad shooting. Should not have discharged his firearm. Had no business being there. Shoots his kid, and and they write it up as such. They do the, in other words, folks... They do exactly what they should have done. They did their jobs. They went out and investigated it to give Muhammad every break they could give him and come to the conclusion, as everyone, anyone who watched that videotape, was Muhammad had no business shooting that kid, and no one will ever know why he did it because he's not talking. He's, he's lawyered up, right? But our, our sergeant, Isaac Lambert, uh, he signs off on this thing, and that's, that's when it starts getting uh, Chicagoed, as we like to say, right? What happens? It's a hot potato, right, bro? No one wants to touch this thing. They're looking at it, right? Well, just to back up your point, Paul, here, look. The uh, the uh, Detectives Bureau, quote, said Muhammad was not able to provide a coherent or believable explanation the, for the why key he word shot Hayes. believable here, okay? Reasonable, not believable. Right. And and if the Popo are willing to say that about uh, Sergeant Popo, right. it must be really bad, Right. It's really bad because these guys, you know, listen, they're not going to jam another cop for all the money in the world. But this guy, I think he deserved jamming. And this is where the problem starts. So Lambert signs off on the detective's reports. And I'm imagining there's a whole bunch of detectives on this thing. And everybody's uh, in agreement. Bad shooting. And they send it up the uh, flagpole. And now this is when it gets interesting because Lambert starts getting, uh, hey, you know, you sure you, you sure you guys want to you you want to send this report out like this because you, this has caused Sergeant Muhammad some problems. And Lambert's like, "Oh, that's too bad. He shouldn't have shot that kid." So what happens is often happens in our fair, lovely city is nothing happened for months and months and months. We're in March of 2019. This happened in August of 2018, and the other day. Uh, well, the video, Copa released a video uh, when we talked about yeah. it back in September. Oh, no, back in October-ish, about four when months ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, the, uh, the, Copa, the oh, video was released. Right. But yeah, it happened a while ago. Yeah, yeah. right. It happened in August. And, and so Lambert, who's been a detective supervising sergeant for some time, what happens to him, Lou? Where where's Sergeant Lambert wind up last week? Well, he got dumped. That's what uh, colloquially known as, you know, getting, it's not demoted. He just got reassigned. You know, he's no longer he got with booted the detective out of the detective bureau. division, right? Exactly. And, and he's hey, on go, patrol. Go write parking tickets over in the south side somewhere, Isaac, okay? Where you uh, can't be writing up these negative reports about people. 
And so Isaac does something that's very unusual. He sues the police department. Yeah. Basically under the whistleblower, whistleblower act, act, right? Yeah. And he hires a former state's attorney who was very much involved in corruption cases and corporation counsel, et cetera. And what happens is it hits the fan. Now, I want to tell you something all about Isaac Lambert, okay? He is the winner of the Carter, Carter Harrison Award, past winner. Carter Harrison Award is for extreme heroism, all right? You don't get it, silly willy. One guy a year gets it. And he also won an award, the Superintendent's Award of Valor. So this isn't some cop who's sitting around eating donuts, writing, you know, uh, parking tickets. This is an active, hard-charging officer who's out there putting his life on the line every night. He's certainly not a dog, yeah. Right. He is not a dog by any stretch of imagination. But they're treating him like a dog. So the Popo Report's pretty ticked off about this. And we'd like to see guys like Isaac Lambert be supervisors and detectives so the nonsense stops when it's before it gets ahead, right? This is what you want the police... You got to police yourselves because nobody else is. And Lambert is like, hey, dude, it's a bad shooting. I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. We got videotape. I mean, Mr. Sergeant Muhammad, he's got to have some juice or something on somebody. Uh, I mean, why would why would the police department put themselves in this situation? Uh, they, they do this stuff all the time, and, and we talked about it. Would would uh, you know? I mean, if there's no videotape, nothing ever happens, right? Yeah, this is not even an issue. But Lambert, who watches the tape, I, I imagine about eight thousand times before they write this report, uh, gets nothing but blowback, and for his troubles, gets reassigned and dumped. This is BS. It with a capital BS. Oh God, the optics, the the, the PR. Yeah, yes. It's just. And this is not. This is not a racial thing. Everybody involved in this no. is African American. Yeah. Everybody, you know, there's one sergeant talking about another sergeant, but our sergeant, Isaac Lambert, has got a chest full of real medals, and his word, I think, should. Count, don't you? He doesn't appear to be a you know no, merit merit based sergeant. He's you know, a troublemaker, hardworking right, guy. There. He's the real popo doing real popo stuff out there every night, and we're just a little bit more ticked off on the way he's been treated. But look, time for a break again. Take another break right now, Paul. Yeah, we better take a break. All yeah, right, we've Paul. Got to pay the bills, man. Got to write some, do some commercials and traffic and weather and such. All right, everybody, you heard Paul. We're going to take another break, okay? We'll see you back in a few. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WLS AM 890. Oh, boy. Popo Report is young and hip. Because we got Becky and Brett picking out the music these days, and it's hot. Becky's over there with them headphones on, looking good, flopping around, that blonde hair everywhere, right? Mucho bueno. I thought I'm in a club somewhere on the north side, okay? Not down here at WLSA. I'm 890 Chicago, Saturday night. Looper back with some more, uh, oh, bad popo acting up. This guy, Eddie Hicks. Eddie was a sergeant, working the drugs assignment, and took a vacation before... For about thirteen years, you know what? I, I have n- <laughs> I never heard of this this uh, this story. Well, up until you know. Yeah, well, uh, well, let me tell you what happened. Right Eddie was uh, ripping off drug dealers, an old uh, valued, I won't say honorable, but you know, usual practice of some uh, more notorious popo in the city, and he was ripping them off and got caught. Some Vic got, Mackey, Vic Mackey stuff. Yeah, Vic Mackey stuff, right yeah. from the Shield. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think Eddie killed anybody, but he was ripping off drug dealers right. pretty much with impunity. And he gets indicted by the feds. The feds are very liberal on the bond thing, right? They, they assume you're going to show up, treat you like a gentleman till you deserve, you know, otherwise. Eddie, uh, day before trial, he didn't show up. 
I'm not going to make it, guys. I got stuff to do. Yeah, I'm busy, man. I can't make that a silly little trial on the federal bill. And he goes on vacation, of all places, to Detroit. That's probably why they didn't find him for 13 years, because nobody would have a brain in their head would go to Detroit for anything other than, I don't know what, tour the automobile museum or something and go look at Henry Ford's house or go watch a Red Wings game. All right. But Eddie goes up to Detroit, 13 years. He's hanging, uh, pretty much staying out of trouble. He didn't get picked up, but he got caught. And his trial started this past week. He's down on trial in the federal building. And guess, you're going to find this hard to believe they didn't give him a bond. He's uh, on no bond now, right? <laughs> so he'd be showing up every day in bracelets and leg chains and all that. You think the feds learned their lesson? Well, nah, they'll keep giving people bond. Yeah. The feds aren't in a hurry to lock up everybody. Because when they lock you up, usually you're going to get a big number rolled on you. And I'm, I'm guessing Eddie Hicks, he's going to get one of those hot numbers uh, up north of 20. So anyways. Well, I mean, he had here, let's let's talk about his little enterprise. He well, had, it's the same old thing, right? <laughs> I mean, he's he had informants, he had a he had a police department mechanic, you know, hooking him up with cars. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he had he had, had fake had, warrants. They typed up fake warrants. They were good. Yeah, exactly. Very Bogus creative. warrants, you exactly. Know. Police radios, you look like the police, sound like the police, they show up and they take your dope. And they don't take you. Generally, they're usually not acting in an official capacity. And they count on the fact that most dope dealers, what are they going to do? Call 911? Hey, no. hey, your brothers were just here and they took all my dope and money, okay? And I'm pretty ticked off about it. So generally what happens goes unreported until some enterprising young FBI agent is down around the hood sniffing around going, guys missing dope and money? Yeah, I'm not missing it. They took it from us. And then the investigation starts, right? With, with predictably a bad ending. Or what usually happens also lately with with cameras and surve and surveillance footage, you know they're usually they're usually sitting on sitting on a spot. We hate those cameras. Those cameras are bad. You sitting on a spot and then you can't you you get caught in you know in the act. <laughs> yeah, listen, you pretty much got to assume you're on camera these days, Every don't you? Time, yeah. Yes, you do. Well, brother, this is right up your alley, man. This next story. We're moving uh, on from, yeah, moving on from crooked cops to, uh, to Art Kelly, who's uh, a lot more crooked about him than the letter K in his last name, okay? Man, this guy's back what in court. What Robert do, man? What Robert, Robert back in the news again? He was back in court for a child support <sighs> order. Robert, Robert, here. Any gangster will tell you, listen, you can mess around in criminal court, you can mess around in murder court and sexual assault court, but do not mess around in baby mama's money court, otherwise known as family relations and the domestic division at Cook County. Because those judges, they're pretty bored over there in family law, okay? They, they, don't, they don't much, most of them don't want to be there. And it, it, well, it turns out that he got, well, you need to look at the draw. He, uh, <laughs> he got Judge Rosen, which is a newly appointed oh, judge. Oh, yeah, it's a Judge Rosen. Judge Rosen is like, and she don't play. You owe you owe your ex a lot of money, Mister Kelly, and and he had a lot of time to pay it. He had months and months. What's the numbers up to? I think one hundred eighty nine thousand dollars. Now, yeah, it's not like he didn't have notice for three kids, right? Exactly. And and Robert, uh, and like uh, many of his other bills went unpaid, and Judge Rosen has no sense of humor about it. None. So, in addition to Robert getting locked up for the sexual assault charges and, and, and four indictments that came down against him a couple of weeks ago, he gets out, he makes bond, right? Because, uh -huh. you know, this lady he meets on a, a lakefront cruise, daycare owner slash restaurant owner, she she dropped 100 k in cash from the walk. Uh, five days later, he's back at the Daily Center 
Civil court, you know, most people think civil court. I'm not going to jail, right? Not going to happen. Uh-oh. Yo, baby mama money. And Judge Rosen said, pay it. You didn't pay it. And Judge Rosen locked Robert up. Didn't take it well, I understand. Not happy. He's back at 26th Street. And he's not getting out until at least oh, next no, Wednesday. No. You got to pay that 160 he, he, or, 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 you know, now Robert showed up of it. with, I heard, between seventy dollars and $80,000. Of the 163 that was due immediately. Wasn't and, good enough. And Wasn't Judge, good Rosen, enough. Judge Rosen said, oh, Robert, nice try, but no prize. Off to 26th Street you go. And I'll let you out of jail, Robert, when you come up with the other 80,000, yo, right? Yeah. Robert didn't take it well. You know, Robert's got to learn to dress for these occasions. He's getting bad advice. He keeps showing up in suits. They keep locking him up, all right? Sweats. It's got to be sweats and tennis shoes, right? That's how you go to jail. Don't go to jail in uh, the $5,000 London cut suit, okay? The $300 tie and the $1,000 shoes on your little feet. Because they're going to get lost in the property room. You get out, you'll be coming out in your boxer shorts. I'm predicting once, if he gets out next week, he's going to go straight to McDonald's again. We should we should take bets, okay? We, yeah. I mean, we should to we should bet a dinner on this. But I, I, Robert will go to McDonald's. I'm, I'm the rock and roll, the old rock and roll McDonald's, and when he comes up with the other eighty k, right back to McDonald's. <laughs> oh well, it it's not getting better for him, is it? No, no, no. And, and Robert, <sighs> Robert decides to do this marathon interview with CBS News and Gail King. In Chicago, in, in, in his multi-million dollar unit in Trump Tower, right? Tried to play the victim. Tried to play the victim. Mm-hmm. Uh, telling you, bro, hey, nobody's got control of this guy. He went back crap crazy, yeah. Oh, it was the worst. He Gil- did not help himself, did he? Gail King thought he, she was going to get her, she was going to get beat up. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if that, she went too far there. I was like, I think, come on. I think Gail felt pretty good with the camera crew there and everybody else, but Robert I thought acted, she took a little bit too let's, far. Let's, yeah. uh, Robert acted like a fool. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. he went way over the top, thinking he's helping himself. Ah. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, uh, do we got any, we got any, we got, we, let's listen to a little bit of Robert and Gail King interview. Yo, killing me with this <laughs> I got you 30 years of my <laughs> Robert. 30 years of my career. You're killing me, man! This is not about music! I'm trying to have a relationship with my kids, and I can't do it! Robert, 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 the boys are 26 in California in the jail. That, that, that act is not going to work well with them. They're going to have fun with you. Oh, man, he's screaming like a little girl on TV, and it, it's not effective. Gail's talking to him like she's his mama, Robert, yeah. Robert, Robert. Down. Sit down, Robert. Control yourself. Quit acting like a fool. You know, Robert's under a lot of heat. Okay, we know that. He, he, he's looking at a big number if he gets convicted in a sexual assault case. He's got, he owes everybody money. Everyone. He's probably not paying any lawyers, investigators, forensic experts. He's got a whole bunch of bills going to come rolling down on top of him. Things are not going well in Robert Kelly world. But he always managed, I love that he always manages to look really just spiffy. And, I can't tell you. He does. Uh, okay, Robert man, knows how to dress. From man. the we're sunglasses. Gonna the, we're going to get him the uh, best dressed gangster, okay? Right now, today, in America, Robert Kelly, best gangster, 
All right, or soon to be convicted gangster, maybe. If he don't if he don't get himself under control, he's gonna go down like a rock, man. Call him a best dressed malaka. It's gonna be ugly for Robert. Okay. We're gonna take another break, Paul. We're gonna switch gears, okay? We're gonna come back and uh there's a possible serial killer in town, all right, Paul? So we're gonna take another break. We'll see you back in a few. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WLSAM eight ninety. Ah, some angry music for them angry serial killers out there running the streets of Chicago somewhere tonight. We're WLSAM, 890 Chicago. Hey, we got to do the ID, man, right? I, I almost forgot, but we're doing it. <laughs> and it's Saturday night, Popo Report. And what do we got, Luke? We got, a, we got an interesting story coming up. We're definitely switching gears. According to Chicago Popo, they're calling for witnesses to come forward. Yeah, because uh, they want to search for a possible uh, serial killer. But, hey, Eddie Johnson uh, is having none of that. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. There's nothing out there right now to suggest that we do well, have serial let me killers. Tell you, okay. Hey, but you know what? A guy from uh, the uh, murder, what's they called? The Murder Accountability Project, yes. Mr. Hargrove, begs to differ. He's got this algorithm, you know, that detects a pattern. Going back, well, since 2001, you know, centered around the uh, south side, uh, the west side, 50 females strangled and dumped since 2001. Unsolved, I might add. Unsolved. Okay? I want to tell you something. That is overwhelming evidence of a serial killer out there in the loose. It's highly unlikely. You think? As, as the man said, that 50 women were killed by 50 separate men. Very similar circumstances. And folks, most serial killers, who do they pick? women who are the most vulnerable members of society and they often pick women who are in the prostitution business right. or in the drug business mm-hmm. or living on the street business okay and we have all these unsolved crimes and here's the problem police departments and especially the political establishment they don't want to hear the word serial murder or loose right they don't want to hear it they don't want to talk about it now, here's the cold hard reality if these were 50 white women that were murdered, Absolutely. We'd, we'd, be, we'd have the entire federal government down here investigating this thing with CPD. But these are all women of color, all 50. Yeah. And no one's too excited because no one's really missing this gang because they were all what? In the prostitution business, drugs, etc. Well, like I said, throw away members of society, which is what happens in most serial killer cases. This goes back to 2001, and there was a drop off in 2014. Somebody so. was probably in jail for a while, okay? Go. Which there is what go. usually happens when the serial killer becomes inactive. It's because he's locked up for something else. So that's saying it was, uh, you know, all resources weren't, uh, you know, necessarily on this. But then again, yeah, yeah lately it's well, starting back I'm, up I'm, again, Paul. I'm, I'm going to tell you what the serial killer written all over it, and they better get. Get a task force together and get their act together, okay? Or they're going to have another 50 dead bodies in the next couple of years. Next story. What's up? A little bit, something a little bit more, less, a little less depressing. Still creepy. It's creepy, but less depressing than 50 dead bodies laying in the highways and byways and garbage cans of the city. This would happen. We got a Chicago guy. He gets locked up for possession of child pornography, but there's a little bit of a twist to the story, right, Luke? <laughs> Hey, listen, guys. Uh, just make sh- if you're gonna do something creepy and just just wrong like this, just make sure your your, your wife or girlfriend they don't have access to your phone. That's right. Because the jig will be up. That's right. Because the relationship ended with our young man here, the 28 year old guy, Christopher Negret, and his girlfriend dropped a dime on him. Hey, Popo, my ex boyfriend, he likes that kitty porn. Mm. How do you notice? Because I saw it on his phone. Well, let's go get us a search warrant and go pick up your boyfriend. And then, not a boyfriend. He's sitting in jail with a high bond. 
He's over there with Robert Kelly. Maybe they could talk to each other. Keep each other company. You found at least five five photos of children, and oh my god, <laughs> younger than five years old. That, uh, he's got a problem. He's going to jail uh, for a fairly significant amount of time. Yeah, well, my hat's off to his girlfriend. <laughs> the okay? girlfriend. The girlfriend dined him out. Where's the ACLU when you need him? Keep minding your own business, okay? She got all up on his social media. And, she got you know, in his business, man. In his business. He got. She got his business, and he got the jail. We was going up in Naperville Loop. We got some news from Naperville. Yeah, our we got, largest suburb. We got the Naperville Police Chief Robert Marshall. He's doing a lot of good things out there. He's got. <laughs> he set doing? up a little listening tour. <laughs> He's got you know? time to do things. Okay, it's Naperville, bro. They yeah. don't have a serial killer problem out in Naperville. No fifty dead bodies. It's called chat with the chief. You chat know? with the chief. I love that. Can you imagine Eddie walking around chatting up the citizens of Chicago? Not Ch that he wouldn't. He seems like a friendly, approachable guy. Might be a good idea. Why not? Busy, why, though, not? Mostly. why not? Why not? Huh? Why not? Take take a couple hours. Uh, you know, Eddie ain't got time for that stuff. Okay, Eddie's busy. He's got to go to New York. He's got to deal with, oh. you know, Jesse Smollett and his issues. He don't, he don't have time to be running around uh, cafeterias and restaurants of uh, the West or South Side chatting up with citizens. But our chief in Naperville, Chief Marshall, he got apparently got a lot of time on his hands. Hey, man, he sits down with he sits down with the people. He's a part of the people. You know, he, he says, I don't, you I don't have a concerns. presentation. I'm like, what's going on? What's happening? Yeah. I get issues. a lot of good data that way, right? I'm friendly. I'm approachable. Everybody likes me. Any concerns? Yeah, you know, we're we're just like you guys, you know? Yeah, we, we got concerns, huh? We don't like these cars making noise on our street after 9 o'clock. I'll take care of that, okay? Which reminds you me of about 15 Naperville squad cars down there tagging everybody for two over. Yeah, we're we, telling everybody, you know, police officers are very approachable. You know, we're, we... we we do things just like ordinary citizens, which reminds me of a, a funny story <laughs> I got funny, to tell you. That is funny. <laughs> so we walk into a we walk into a coffee shop, and the uh, barista, she's like, "Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? Cute, you know, cute what's barista. Going on? Ah, she just, cute. Yeah, barista. Average. We'd leave it at that. <laughs> a nice, nice young barista. Okay. And she's like, "So what's what's going on, guys? Any anything any exciting happen? You know, you know, we no. just started our tour. I'm like, well, we um we got a car wash, and." Uh, <laughs> That's about not what it. she's thinking about it when you say exciting, okay? Or she says exciting. It's got a car wash. That's about it. We're in Rogers Park. And then uh, she's that like... That is exciting in Rogers Park, right? So she's I like, hope. do you guys, do you just just go to a regular uh, uh, car wash to get your... Yeah, we're just like, yeah, we have a regular... It's a regular SUV. It's just, it just has police, you know, stickers on it. But yeah, we're just like regular people. We go to regular car washes. There's nothing fancy. There's n We don't have a special police car wash. I just, bet, you guys get the hot wax, don't you? The only thing... The only, <laughs> hey, the only perk we do have is we cut in line. <laughs> I had to cut in the line, you get the hot wax. And I, I bet they're buffing the tires out too, bro. <laughs> I bet them tires are nice and shiny when you roll out of that car wash. So see, we get our cars washed just like regular people. Hey, that's so <laughs> nice. That, was was that a good answer for the barista? Was no. she happy with that answer? Or no, disappointed? She was, she was. Yeah, no, she just she was not having it. She's like, you guys are messing. Hey, well, have we? If there were baristas on the south and west side, she might have different encounters with the popo over there. They could tell her all kinds of exciting stories. Well, they're not called baristas on the south and west side. They're, <laughs> they're just called, called waitresses. Co coffee okay. ladies. <laughs> just called coffee. <laughs> Bring me some coffee, babe. That's what they're called on the west and south side. No baristas. <laughs> not, not a lot of Starbucks over on Austin Avenue, is there, Loop? Yeah. So the police chief in Aprilville doing great things. You know. He's meeting with the people. Meeting with the people. Naper, shout out to the Naperville Popo. They generally leave me unmolested out there. I, I kind of like that. Don't bother me. Yeah. Don't pull me over, okay? 
That's good. Only thing you're going to find in my car is a 75 pound nasty old mutt named Moose, okay? And who, a lot who, of cigarillos. Who like you to death. And, and a lot of cigarillos. And a lot of cigarillos with nothing in them but tobacco, <laughs> yeah. okay? But not for to, long. You had to qualify that. That's right. There's <laughs> not nothing in those cigarillos, boys, okay? They're just regular straight up tobacco. <laughs> I'll give you a pack if you don't believe me. You could test, you could do a field test after I call my lawyer and have, have her present, okay? What's next, Luke? What's going on in Chicago? Anything gonna, else? Are we still out gear, in Naperville? We're switch gears again, Paul. Yeah, we've got a we got a we, we had a ch- we had a chase in the in, in the city, and uh, which basically Bloody. led to a crash. Bloody. And a two year old girl got you know she thrown died. from the car and died. She, she died. This yeah. is tragic. And who's driving the car? The baby's daddy. Yeah. What a, even more tragic, right? Police chase. I'm assuming the kid is not buckled in an appropriate safety car seat triple, you know, banners of nylon over because the kid gets ejected from the car during during the traffic accident as a result of the police chase of eluding the police. Yeah. And a two-year-old dies. Innocent, precious two-year-old knucklehead daddy, bad combination. That daddy's going to get charged with murder of his own child. But guess who's ultimately going to be held responsible for this? Who? The city and the Chicago Police Department. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Depends on a whole set of circumstances. She's not supposed to be doing chases, right? And they were chasing this guy. But it depends what it doesn't he just seem did like a long. It doesn't seem like a long chase, but yeah, it's an yeah. unfortunate, tragic, tragic right, Chicago, CPD has a policy of no chases unless a sergeant approves it, number one, yeah. right? And it's got to be going on for some time. Yeah. And usually they're going to be in the commission of a felony involved in that mess somewhere. We're going to take another break, Paul. So much crime, so little time. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WSAM 890. We'll see you in a few. The Popo Report. Paul Ciolino is a licensed and board certified private investigator. He's the first and only expert in homicide investigation hired by 48 Hours and CBS News as an on-air personality. Lupe Aguirre. After completing law school, he became a founder principal of an Illinois family law and real estate firm. He honorably serves the citizens of Chicago as a police officer attorney. Together, they tell the stories of crimes committed in the Chicago area and the stories of men and women who serve and protect. This is the Popo Report. All right, Chicago Popo Report back Saturday night. WLS AM 890 Chicago. Beautiful, wonderful Saturday night. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino. Hey, shout out to our fans. Love all the emails, text messages, Facebook stuff, people. Colonel McLean, Decatur, Illinois. Killer. West Point grad, one of my pals. He's, he's digging Lupe. He, he goes, hey, that Lupe guy's funny. I go, yo, Colonel, what about me? What about Cialino? He goes, that's ah, Cialino. You're paying the ass, okay? But that Lupe guy was funny. Quote, quote, hey, Paul, your sidekick, Lupe, he's pretty funny. Oh, <laughs> the sidekick thing. Your sidekick, Lupe. Yeah, I'm Lupe's sidekick, folks. You see, when we walk into a bar, definitely, I'm Lupe. I'll sidekick your ass. I'll sidekick your ass. Door opener, Okay. Anyways, thanks all you uh, listeners. We appreciate it. We think some, the positive. We like positive reinforcement, don't exactly, we? Exactly, Paul. And I'm, I'm and I'm honored to be your sidekick. That's right. It's all good. And you remember that, okay? It's all good. When the IRS calls and says you guys owe us money, Popo. <laughs> we didn't make any money. It doesn't matter. You owe us money. Write a check, boys. And talk to Lupe. He's got all the dough. Lawyer, 
Married a lawyer. Live in the big high rise downtown. It's not high rise. My, it's a my, low rise. My boy's rolling, man. It's a low rise with no power. Looking actor, hanging out with actresses all the time, wanting to jump on them. Huh? Living the dream, Paul. You like, mean, you're like the on. Chicago Town Cruise, except you're taller and better looking. <laughs> right? You, you don't have a you know you don't have a C five yet, but I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm ever hopeful. My my sidekick's going to get a C five. Let me polish it for him once in a while. Even how, how about a nice. You know, 27-foot bass boat or something on Lake Michigan. That'd be nice. Hey, Paul, I'm just happy to have a bus pass, okay? Yeah, well, you need a bus pass to get to your uh, beat, buddy, because up in Rogers Park, there's been a, a dude acting out up there, not not being very nice, exposing himself. We all know what that means. We're grown-ups, right? A little flashing action. A little flashing action. A lot of times, man, them flashers lead to serious felonies, sex offenders, murders, Right. No one likes being flashed, okay? Guys, no, no one wants to see your ugly junk. Right? Lady walking down the street, totally not interested. Yeah. So we know why you're doing it. And I got bad news for you. Lupe, that's his beat. Uh, no, it's actually not my beat. No, it's not. You're just close. It's close <laughs> enough. It's in the same Here. city, right? Let, <laughs> let me let me break it down for you guys what's going on in Roger Sparks. So this Malacca, he's yeah. uh he's what's a parent. He doing, Lupe? He's Malacca, exactly. Yeah. He's sitting in his car. This is in the Loyola area on Sheridan Avenue in Devon, Loyola University. Yeah, a little dicey up there. A lot of a yeah. lot of a lot of homeless people walking around Sheridan, right? Well, there's a lot of young young girls, you know, going to school, right? Walking yes. back and forth. And a uh, lot of drug addicts on Sheridan. Oh, what part of Sheridan are you talking about? <laughs> right it's up there all, by Loyola, you haven't man. been there in a while. It's, it's all gone, man. They, Loyola uh, bought it all up. Okay. Loyola bought it all up. It's all uh, it's all student housing. Is it? Yeah, it's all student uh, housing, but. So this guy, he decides to park his car and, uh, you know, and uh, uh, zip his pants and then ask for directions. So when somebody comes up to the door, comes uh, up to the window, he starts. Ladies, ladies. He starts no, going at it. They want directions. Do it from the sidewalk. You don't have to walk up to the door. Don't walk okay? up to the door and give a guy directions. No, nothing, Just, nothing's good going to happen when you walk up to the door. Stand from afar. He's either going to do that or drag you in. That's right. He's going to snag you. Snag you. Hurt you. Exactly. Abduct you. So never walk up to the car or, and see or, what do you want, or, man. Or do something ugly and unsightly with you. Right? Yeah. 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 So, okay, right. it's, it's the, Paul, it's Let's Rogers Park, the uh, Loyola area is looking pretty good lately. Yeah, you got to okay. go up there. Uh, I've been up there. Right? Maybe not last week or something, okay? <laughs> but uh, I was there looking for a witness not too long ago. It wasn't looking too great up there on Sheridan. It's, it's, were you down there around 3 a.m.? There's nothing going on? Well, down there. <laughs> it was late. It was dark out, okay? <laughs> Let's move on from uh, uh, Rogers Park I'm and the Flash. You said okay? that about Rogers Park. Oh, please. Yeah, I know. You love Rogers Park. <laughs> it's your place, man. Grew up there, right? Run the show. The mayor, the unofficial mayor of Rogers Park. That's you. The unofficial ambassador. Alderman, Alderman. Unofficial ambassador. The alderman calls Park. you up when he needs a pothole fix. He calls we, Lupe Aguirre, okay? We got a new alderman up there, too. <laughs> yeah. Definitely yeah. going to be calling you we got a new for alderman. advice. Loop, please help me hold this down. I want to get reelected. It's the greatest job I ever had. Yeah, but hey, tell you the truth, I'm glad I'm not. I'm not on that beat. It's a busy beat. It's a busy beat. You don't like busy. I just I like mean, chill. It's tough to get the car washed when you're busy, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> talk to the breeze. So get the car washed. If you're busy, it's tough to do those things. Hang out. Right? you got to talk to the community to figure out what's going on up there, though, right? It's called police presence. That's right. And police, good active, police practices, right? Active community policing. Yes, you know? active community policing. Mm-hmm. And we we always get we we always get the uh, the uh, you know the, the hand wavers the uh, hello yeah, there and talk yeah, to people yeah, which is yeah, great it's yeah, it's all yeah. it's all a 
You know? My my experience is, I, if you're young and fairly attractive and you wave at the popo, they're going to pull over and talk to you every time almost, right? I'm all about positive <laughs> interaction, okay? Yes, especially PCI. the more attractive they are, the more interaction there is. Not a, not with you, of course, a happily married popo, but you know some of them young, young officers are not fully engaged, right? They're they're looking still. <laughs> they're, they're they're looking for conversation wherever they can find more it. More power to them. Hey, let's go to Oswego, okay? Not that it was a slow news week in in Chicago, okay, or anywhere else. And we'll get to everywhere else later. But Oswego, it's a pretty pretty tough crime out there, bro. Huh? Yeah, guy got you can burned, burned up. Up. Yeah. This this is behind coals on Route 34. They find him, Homer Wilson, lying in a snowbank with severe burns on face and body. And the police also found cannon remnants of igniter. I'm guessing igniter means gasoline or something like that. Kerosene, motor oil. But uh, Homer did not end up well, did he? But you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to piece this pieces together. And it, from what from what I'm reading, it's he did this purposefully because it also says that the evidence does not indicate foul play or that the incident was accidental. So there's no, no foul play, play it's and suicide. it's not an accident. So it's suicide, purposeful. And, and they're just not calling it a suicide yeah. for out of respect for the family, perhaps, okay? Mm -hmm. Or just that the Oswego police are a lot nicer than they are in Chicago, who would who would gladly call it a suicide to clear it. There's 13% clearance rates. They love suicides. Yes, it was a suicide. Please, take yeah. it away from me. Now, wait. Watch out, jackass won't be all over them. No. Yes. <laughs> Last week, although they were respectful of Homer's family. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe it was an accident. I guess so, Paul. <laughs> he accidentally set himself on fire. Yeah, so it's not our... All right. We're not we're not teasing Homer. It's tragic. No, no. But it is unusual to find someone in a snowbank burnt up. Dying. Crispy. Right? Yeah. Behind coals. Yeah. <laughs> right? Even in, Os in Oswego, it's really strange. Coals is big time in Oswego, right? Coles might be the bigger, biggest big time in Oswego. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not. We're gonna switch gears again, Paul. Uh, where are we going? The darling of the Republican Party. Remember former uh, rep state representative uh, Aaron Schock? He's a Southern Illinois boy, wasn't he? He yeah. wasn't a Northern Illinois guy. He was down there in the country, Republican. Yeah. But that's guy. how we know he's a Republican. Is there's no Republicans in uh, Chicago? Young guy, he was a big deal, but you know what? He uh, he started, uh, you know. He went down hard with the feds, didn't he? he? Went down hard, yeah. High profile corruption case. They, well, they lit him up. But you know what? He's not going to get any jail time, and he's going to get his record expunged if he pays back all I, of his money. I got to tell you something, man. This is that's one a sweet of those, deal. This was a political prosecution. Oh, absolutely right. This guy should have never been indicted. Should have never been arrested. And the only thing that saved him. Is he got it transferred to Northern District with the U.S. attorneys in Chicago instead of the Springfield ones? And when they looked at it, whenever you see the government do this, this is about as face saving as it ever gets. Uh, we're not all we want you to do is pay back the IRS. And by, by the way, he did owe the IRS money. He was scalping tickets and and getting some big dough for it. He didn't pay taxes. I think he it. should get some time because he was a big fan of Down <sighs> Abbey. Uh, That's all I'm saying, Pop. We're going to take another break, all right? You've been listening to the Popo Report on WSAMA 90. We'll see you in a few. All right, Chicago Popo Report entering that magical second hour that you all love the wait where it, uh, we come, we finish strong every Saturday night. Right, bro? I'm loving this music uh, today, Paul. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. The music's rocking. Popo Report's rocking. 
And uh, Billy Wayne Cobble, he is no longer rocking down in Texas, is he? Where's my Red Bull, Paul? I need my Red Bull. <laughs> You're going to have to do with uh, white water today, or, okay, or clear water anyways. <laughs> white water. White water rafting. Is that, a new, is, is that your new brand, white water? I'm looking out there on the river, and it doesn't look like it's ready for white water rafting, okay? But uh, moving down to Texas. Billy Wayne Cabo, oldest man executed in Lone Star State since 82. And what did Billy Wayne do, Lupe? Uh, he smoked his estranged wife's parents and her brother. Uh, big mistake. Including a police officer. Well, the brother was a police yeah. officer. That's what got him the death penalty down there in Texas. Yeah, okay, don't mess with the it. popo. Uh, and Billy, this is an April 89 shooting. And he just got himself electri- or, uh, lethal injected the other day. Yeah. He gone, right? And prosecutor described Billy Wayne. It, it, folks, here, the minute people start using two first names regularly, look out, okay? A lot, a lot, of, a lot of sniper guys up in towers love that two-name stuff. John Wayne Gacy, yeah, okay? Yeah. People like that. Lee Harvey yeah. Oswald, all right? They start using them two first names, that's a red flag. Might want to pay attention to that one when he comes into the house. So uh, Billy smoked his in-laws. I'm sure a lot of men have wanted to do that over the years. Right, <laughs> and his brother-in-law, and uh, there was some argument that he was innocent and didn't do this stuff. Um, I kind of doubt it. Okay, and it's kind you got all them bodies piled up in the living room next to you. Usually, you had something to do with it. Anyways, it gets executed. It got a little a little crazy at the execution room. Uh, yeah, family members yeah. started fighting with each other. There was some drama going on at the execution. Fighting with, with each other. They started fighting with everybody else. Yeah, they were fighting with anyone who would fight with them. Oh, my God. Yeah, for their trouble, they get arrested. Son, too. a friend, a daughter-in-law? What the hell? <laughs> well, you, you got the people who want to see him executed and the people who don't want to see him executed, right? And you put them in a room and you execute the guy. Usually, you're going you're to get some drama. Divi- don't you think there should be a dividing wall there? There probably should be something like yeah. that, right? They usually put a bunch of guards in there and stuff, and it's very ineffective because the fight almost always breaks out. Very emotional. I mean, we get the adrenaline flowing. Yeah, Billy Wayne gone. He's history. But I love Loop. I love this next story. Love it. Love it. Love it. I love anything fake. <laughs> anything fake. Fake stories are great. What, you know, what, what just happened had, in our next we, story? Luke? We just had Jesse, and now we got this fake kidnapping. Man fakes his own kidnapping to avoid paying a Super Bowl bet. How about that, bro? That's a good reason to fake your kidnapping. Okay. I don't want to. What do you f- owe? I don't do want to fork up the money. Uh, let me let me think of something. Ah, oh, okay. You know what? Let me tie myself together, <laughs> throw myself in a you know. Let me tell you what Robert Brandel did. Okay, Robert, our star Robert. This is what he did. He bought Super Bowl squares. They're in legal in most states, and he bought a whole bunch of them. Here's the problem. You know, Robert was hoping to win part of that fifty thousand dollar payout on that square game. He didn't win. <laughs> yeah, he, he owed yeah. the guys running the square game a lot of money, and I'm guessing this these guys who run that square game they had no sense of humor about this sort of thing. Well, you know, Paul, I'm not the gambling type. I'm not generally don't play Super Bowl squares. I just watch the game and just have a beer and just chill out. But um, maybe that's what this guy should have done. Uh, <laughs> Probably next year, huh? <laughs> if, if he if he's in a place where he could play Super Bowl game or watch it. But yeah, I guess the game didn't go according to plan, huh? Did not the go according money. to plan. He didn't win the square. Then he cooks up this kidnapping scheme, which and this is all happening in upstate New York, which is, you know, rural for the most part. And the state police got involved. And man, they 
kidnapping. They were all excited initially, right? They're jumping. They got the CSI people out there, and they're grabbing hair follicles and duct tape, and they're scraping the the area around it, and they're interviewing our hero. And all of a sudden, the state popo going, you know what? You don't look like you've been out in the woods for three days kidnapped. You actually look pretty freshly shaven. Yeah, and you didn't <laughs> you didn't pee on yourself. You didn't poop on yourself. I mean, what kind of days? kidnapping is this, pal? Yeah, you're right? clean, right? And, and state police, as the state police in most states are, they're pretty bright guys, right? <laughs> Paid well. I mean, this doesn't yeah. it doesn't take a rocket scientist yeah, to figure ready this to jump out. all over just kidnapping alone. Be all it's all made up and it was nonsense. Never happened. Yeah, you just got to scratch the surface. Like, like I said, all it takes is scratching the surface, uh, well, just a little bit, and uh, then uh, you know, <laughs> off to jail he goes. Fake well, kidnapping, and he still owes the money on them squares. He stiffed everybody up, sh- and that's not going away. I'm sure, they're coming for him, Paul. That problem is not leaving, my friend. Well, what's next? We got uh, Operation Puerto Crocodile. Rico. We're going huh? to Puerto Rico, my friend. What happened in uh, Puerto Rico? We got a crocodile, violent drug offenders, and traffickers, and they were feeding the bodies of their victims to crocodiles. That's the best way to get rid of it. I can tell you, man, that crocodile will eat anything you throw in the water in there, okay? Because they're, they're hungry. hungry. They're, they're, they're reptilian, okay? Them reptiles will eat anything. They, they do they, not discriminate. Nah, they'll eat it all, man. Bones, hair, boots, license plates. Crocs will suck it up. I wonder if this was part of our gang where our former Evanston cop Evanston, that guy's always in the died. news, right? Was this his gang, man? Was <laughs> I'm this his sure gang? it was. Feeding victims, are going to blame him, okay? We were to tell that guy, you're going to get played for this, right? Any any shenanigans by drug traffickers in Puerto Rico is going to be on your plate. I mean, this is right up his alley because we've, <laughs> we've, got, we've got crack, we've got cocaine, marijuana, oxycodone, heroin, <laughs> little Xanax. NPR doing stories on it. This is pretty bad, man. This is not, this is not bode well. These are not nice jury pictures you want your juror, your 12... Uh, Friends of Seed who's sitting on the jury with the human remains coming out of the crocodile they just shot. <laughs> NPR is all over this one, yeah. yeah. NPR loves these kind of alligator stories. Gives them an excuse for, you know, save the alligator campaign or something. They're cooking, right? Even if he is eating the victims of drug traffickers, <laughs> we want to save that alligator or crocodile. And I mean, you know, there's a difference, look, between an alligator and a crocodile. Uh, crocodile salt enlighten water. Me, enlighten, enlighten, salt me, water. enlighten me. Crocodile is much larger, much meaner, and usually in salt water. Alligators are generally in fresh water. What, but, a, but, but do deal in salt water, but are smaller than crocodiles. Where does the caiman fall into this equation? Uh, they're much smaller than both of them, okay? And I think caimans are mostly in Central and South America, right? You got good old crocodiles. Crocodiles big African, e- Egypt, places like that. Alligators are mostly United States. Southern United States, Louisiana, uh, Florida, Florida, Alabama, et cetera, et cetera, right? So you don't want to get eaten by any of them, though, because they got big teeth and big jaws, and they don't chew a lot. They just swallow <laughs> after they drown you and play with you. They've been known to play with the body for a few days before they eat it whole. That's probably how they got caught. They didn't eat them whole. Somebody, a little body part bubbled to the surface, and, and that was the end of that. Tell you, I don't know Not my- fun. <laughs> I don't know as much about alligators and crocodiles as you, but you know what? Their belts are great. Oh, yes, they are. And shoes. Yeah, and shoes. Right? Alligator shoes? We all know that. Handbags? I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure t- Becky has you. one. You're walking around Chicago with alligator shoes, you're generally an alderman, okay? And if you've got alligator shoes, generally if the government sees that, there's going to be an indictment coming down pretty soon. Or the unofficial ambassador of Rogers Park. Would, would wear alligator yeah, shoes, exactly. yes. 
<laughs> but he's also married to a hot family law attorney who makes a big dough. She could buy them lovely gifts at Christmas and, uh, and you know, birthdays and such. Right? Ooh, my baby. My baby needs some alligator shoes. Alligator. Nice and smooth. Don't play. We don't They're play. Nice. We don't play, Paul. Lupe, don't you dare wear them in the snow. i kick your butt. You, what leave, you, you leave the mail get her shoes in their bag on the closet shelf. You got to wear those plastic booties when you head out in bad weather. <laughs> there you, know, you go. That, that's very attractive look, bro. Amen. The blue plastic booties yeah, on top of the alligator shoes. No, but they got to be they got to be alligator plastic booties. Oh, well, that makes all the difference in the world, right? Yeah. You got to you got to complete that ensemble. We need a picture to put up on some form of social media that we do not pay near enough attention to, but maybe put the alligator booty protectors on there. We could sell those. Maybe, maybe hey, maybe we could get a Popo Report alligator booties. What do you think? I pick it item. I'm all over that, Paul. We're yeah, gonna take another so. break. All right, coming up, we got funky crime and punishment time around the nation. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WLSAM 890. Welcome back, folks. WLSAM 890, Chicago Popo Report. Getting into that closing stretch, we just finished the uh, Marlon Perkins Aguirre uh, section on alligators, crocodiles, and caimans, and all, all things animal, and alligator boots, and uh, back to our more pedestrian type of subject we're used to covering, right? No more where, animal where kingdom? There? No more animal kingdom? We're done with the animal kingdom. We're going to give the animals a break. We beat it to death. You know, Becky's rolling her eyes ready to pass out over there hearing alligator stories. We're well, gonna love this next one, Paul. We got an Oregon man who I like, was stuck. I like the next story. Who was stuck in snow in a big snowbank, and uh, with his dog, hey, you know, with his and, dog, with his dog, yeah, with his dog. So he didn't. I want to know didn't... one thing. We're back to animals, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Are we? The dog survived. Let, let's cut right to the chase. The dog make it. Everybody survived <sighs> on Taco. Thank, thank the Lord. On Taco Bell sauce packets. Well, let me tell you, and Taco Bell just did the classiest thing. That any fast food place ever did. You know what they did? They called this dude up and said, my friend, you get a year of Taco Bell. All you can eat. Whenever you want it. We're talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. That's pretty cool, man. There you go. Well, if we're talking about it, everybody will be talking about it. Probably nobody did this story until we jumped all over it, okay? Because the Popo Report is cutting edge, my friend. In Chicago, 50,000 screaming watts of cutting edge stuff. That's right. Guys that survive on Taco Bell sauce, okay? It doesn't happen every day. Jeremy Taylor, 36 years old, exactly, for five days. Taco Bell sauce packets. Is it That's hot, amazing. Or is it the hot or mild stuff? That's amazing. Do we know? I think and, it was and the, the, the dog. How was the dog? Did, well, he had snow, so I, I guess he could drink, melt some snow and drink it. I right? think it was the fire sauce. Fire so sauce? It's gotta be hot. <laughs> it's gotta be fire hot. sauce cuts down on the appetite, too, doesn't it? Apparently. That's why poor people like hot sauce, my friend. Right. Cuts down on the appetite. You don't have to have that much food, okay? So, hey, so this is uh, this is another public service announcement. If, is, you're, if, you're, if, if you're traveling in, you know, you know, up around Oregon, and there's a lot of snow, make sure you throw or, some or Chicago or Southern Illinois, right? Throw hey. some sauce packets in your glove compartment you sh- box. You'll never you know stop when you at need Taco them. Bell. Two big handfuls of that stuff, okay? Exactly. Stuff them in your pockets. No one's gonna call a popo on you, and it may save your life, my friend. That's our public service announcement. There you go. There you go. So in Chicago, Taco Bell uh, sauce packets. That's right, Paul. That's that's better than a first aid kit almost. That's right. It's <laughs> our next story, Loop. Forget the at? chalupas. Just <laughs> leave it with the Taco Bell that's sauce right. packets. I love this next story, Loop. But TSA, generally worthless, okay? The, today, though, 
or a few days ago in Pennsylvania, a dude is trying to bring a, a grenade launcher, a Russian grenade launcher on the on his luggage. Bring it, put it in the plane in his luggage. And TSA said, eh, not so fast. And they got a little excited. I think all the three-letter agencies were running to the gate, wanting to lock this guy up, throw the key away. Come to find out, replica. It was non-functioning replica. Not, exactly. Uh, like a trophy, right? Yeah. All right, I got to tell you a story. I was coming back from Portugal, from the Azor Islands, all right? And buddy I was with, a Portuguese guy, his dad was a... Uh, Fishermen back in the day, you know, back in the old days when they used to go out on a rowboat into the ocean with like 16 guys in a rowboat and harpoon whales by hand. So you know what I brought home from the Azores? Uh, a whale? I brought home a harpoon, my friend, okay? The whole thing. It was about nine feet long. So leaving the Azores with the harpoon and getting on the plane... Did not, you have to disassemble it, break it down? Not a problem. Couldn't You can't disassemble it. It's one piece. Well, I mean, you can put it back. <laughs> it's all... The problem was when Ever I heard of glue, Logan Airport in Boston to come back to Chicago, and I show up with the harpoon at customs. I hid everybody from customs down there. <laughs> what are you doing with this? It's a harpoon. We know what it is. I said, well, it's not on the restricted list. No one said I can't bring a harpoon home. A nine-foot harpoon. A nine-foot harpoon. So after much discussion, the boys... kind of hard putting it up, you know, overhead, overhead. That's where I wanted to put it. I said, we we can figure out some overhead deal, right? They said, no, sir, it's it's not going on overhead. You're not bringing this on the plane. I said, I'm not going to, like, run up to the pilots. Wait, you should have told them it was your your, uh, comfort harpoon. uh, (laughs) Well, well, let me tell you what they did. They bubble wrapped it for me, okay? The, the, The harpoon had about three foot of bubble wrap on it. And they checked it, and I brought it home. Nice and to this day, it sits in my garage, the harpoon. Well, nice this guy, that. he had a replica non-working grenade launcher, and they got all excited about it. But, folks, public service announcement. You cannot have Number replica two. weapons on the plane, okay? Can't do it. I'm guessing harpoon don't count because it's not really a firearm or explosive device, right? It's, just, it's a whale sticker. Kill the whale people might have a problem with it, but I haven't killed any whales or seals or ex-wives, or you know anything like that. Unruly children. No one's gotten stuck with the harpoon. In fact, it's sitting in the garage. You can't even reach it. It's so high up. But it, it's a nice reminder of a nice trip. you got to show me that. I will show you the harpoon, my friend. Okay, <laughs> might, might bring it down wait. to the WLS one day, all right? Britt gets sassy with us. We might just flash into the wall behind his head or something. Hey, Paul. Be, be a little bit nicer to us. Get so snippy with us when we're running out of time and giving us the finger across the throat all the time. You'll like this next one, Paul. I might, I might like it. Because you work out, right? I work out like an animal. You like going to the gym, Like an right? animal. I've been twice in about the last six months. I'm tearing it up, my friend. You like getting your swole on, right? That, that's right. I do. Whatever that might be. What is your swole? <laughs> when you work out and your <laughs> muscles just, you know, Oh, poof. I worked out the other day, man. I, they hurt. <laughs> I mean, I, I had to sit on the couch for a couple of days after that one, all right? And watch bad TV. I was, I was feeling pretty sore. Creaky. But it's not a good idea to go out in public when you're in quarantine for, you know, for possible, what are you in quarantine possible, for? possibly having measles. You know, this is what this Wisconsin guy did. Let me tell you, they're a little old in the tooth to be you know, going to the gym with measles, aren't they? You know, you got hey, a little cat one, crazy. I get measles at age 57 and 58. How's that happen? Right? You get the shots like in, what, first grade or, you know, when you're three? I had a 57 and 58 year old, and that was 
prior to autism and all that, all the stuff going on with, uh, you know, inoculations. But well, these, these two lunatics got the measles and went to the gym? Well, no, the, uh, the husband suspected of having the measles, okay? so how, could, would, how would anybody even know that? How would the gym know it? Not the gym, the cops quarantined him. The, 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 the Wisconsin <laughs> Department of Health Services quarantined him. Can they do Recent, that? Can they do that? Where'd they quarantine him at? In the house, in the crib. He was stuck in the crib with his family. <laughs> he was stuck in the crib with his family, but yeah. his family, they were already inoculated. They were okay. already yeah, vaccinated. Somebody had the damn measles shot in the family. I'm glad to hear that. Okay, but he had a little cabin fever and decided to go get his swole on, and his <sighs> wife helped him out. His <sighs> wife helped him out. What'd she do? She's like she stuck, stuck him in a, her uh, in, in in the trunk of her car and and because the cops really? were the cops were outside they're watching they're them. watching them it must be awful slow in Wisconsin bro <laughs> I, I I could see Lupe Aguirre and Rogers Park and you know, I'm watching somebody confined to their apartment because they didn't have their measles shot it's a very slow day up yeah, here I uh, gotta tell you right, there'll be, be no car washing and hanging out with the barista on that day. No, let's go. Let's go sit on this measles guy. Let's sit on the measles guy, okay? <laughs> Who's going to outsmart us and go work out? So they did get outsmarted, but you know what? He his conscience got the better of him, and he's like, "Okay, this is not a, this is not a good idea." So well, he only, how did he get caught, Luke? This is only, pretty funny. He only lasted a couple minutes in the gym because he just he just you know he, he felt guilty. He felt guilty. A, there was an off duty deputy sheriff who recognized him. This is a really small town. How do you recognize the measles guy? I, I guess, guess it's everybody very small. had a picture. The measles guy's <laughs> picture was on everybody's uh, bulletin board at, when they went to work that day in their inbox, and flashed over whatever computer devices they might have, phones. Although I'm having a hard time picturing this county having. Computers in the squad cars. <laughs> Lucky they have tires that function. But hey, they and they caught the the measles guy, right? They, they got the measles guy. But hey, man, there's been recent outbreaks here, Paul, in Illinois, Texas, Washington, New York. So hey, man, I, and I stay guess, away from the measles guys. I guess you could die from getting the measles, right? It's not a good thing. Mm. Got to get your shots in. We thought you don't know, be you part know. of that anti-vax movement, Paul. Kind of you know? cute. No measles. No. Kind of cute with the measles. Kind of you know, kind of little. What do you, what do you call it? You know, beauty marks, right? A whole bunch of beauty marks. If one beauty mark's good, five thousand of them must be great, right? Partial of chicken pox. Maybe marks. not chicken pox. Yeah. marks. Yeah. Hey, look. Take another break, Paul. What do no, you we say? Gotta take a break, brother. Oh, buckle up, Paul. We got you know we're almost down to the wire, right? You've been listening to the Popo Report on WSM eight ninety. We'll see you in a few. Popo Report back Saturday night. Final segment, Chicago, WLSAM 890. And, Luke, uh, uh, we, we were going to do a story last Thursday. There was a shooting of McHenry County uh, deputy who was on a uh, U.S. Marshal Task Force, a guy named Brown, up in a hotel in Rockford, shot him. Uh, and then big chase went on. But we don't have enough time to get into it today, so we'll finish it next week, okay? You got it. All right. What do we got, Luke? What's the next story? Well, Paul, we're going back to Florida. Uh, you've been involved in a couple two tree weddings, right? Yeah, I've been to a few weddings that ended like this too. How would you feel <laughs> if you're, you know, you're in, the, you're having your wedding beachfront, Florida, and some guy photo bombs you? You know, you're trying to take pictures, uh, and he keeps getting in the way. And you if keep he does telling it him once it's okay. If he keeps getting in the way, it's going to become a problem. You, you keep you offer him money. Hey, here's fifty bucks. Just get out of the way, dude. We're yeah. trying to take some wedding pictures, but you know what? The guy gets the guy gets crazy, starts mouthing off, and I, you know what, Paul? This is a clear case of hitting back first. Yeah, we're in the Palm Beach you know area. What I'm saying, I'm right? a little sensitive about these sort of things. Okay, uh, spending a lot of money on the beachfront wedding and. 
The dude, yeah. photographer's going at probably about 300 bucks an hour, right? Hey, the man. groom's getting a little aggravated. He wants to have a reception. He's sick of taking pictures. Hey, I'm with the groom here, Pi. Absolutely. All right. But I got to tell the groom, okay? You, you could, you know, you could airbrush that stuff all out. <laughs> Good photographer knows how to do that. No reason to get all excited. This is the biggest day of your life. This is not number three or number four, you know. This yeah, is, those this is are big one. ones, my friend, okay? Let me tell you. <laughs> I thought they don't start diminishing. Because the older you get, the more expensive they get. Those are all big. The more you, so, so number two and number three are going to get more expensive? Oh, yes. Yes, wow. yes. It's going to cost you a lot more money. If, if, if you go to the traditional route and you're a little bit more successful, right? That's what happens. Ah, uh, well. I mean, where, where are we on that? Da Davenport, Iowa? What's going on in Davenport? Davenport, Iowa. Yeah. The Davenport, Iowa story, right? No, we're going back to Arizona, Paul. Uh, got, what happened to Davenport? We got we got an Arizona man who shot four people going into his crib. <sighs> That's a happy ending story. It's right up your alley. Can we say yeah. that? Yeah, it's right up your alley. So what happened was this guy's in Arizona, four people break into his house. He was ready for them. He lit them up. Shot all four, right? Shot all four, man. And, uh, and in Arizona, they don't have a sense of humor about that thing when you're breaking into somebody's house. So the homeowner didn't get charged. I'm assuming the four guys who broke into the house, they got charged with something. Well, like, the, the castle doctrine prevails here, Paul. Yeah, well, in Arizona, that castle doctrine <laughs> spreads pretty far out to, like, your car, your backyard, your neighbor's yard. Including standard ground. The alley across the street. <laughs> These guys actually broke into the dude's house and got shot. No duty to retreat. Hey, I'm all for this, Ram. This That's is Arizona, man. It's a well, well west, right? Back in Yuma, yeah. yeah Yuma, you don't want to break into the house in Yuma, okay? Because the guy got that AR-15 laying next to the bed with a lot of rounds. Hey, I love the next story. Don't you like the next one? Hey, I'm a big fan of the uh, I, big fan of the movie School of Rock. You, you, were you in this movie? They were part in this one. No, I'm not a no, I'm not a musician <laughs> well, at all. Appar apparently, the movie didn't pay that well because. The, the guy that played lead guitar in School of Rock is in a bit of trouble, isn't he? Joseph Gaydos. Joseph, what did Joseph do? He's he went around town stealing stealing a bunch of axes, and I'm not the uh, the wood the wood the uh, tree cutting type. Joseph got locked up, didn't he? Hell yeah! I get being a lead guitarist in a major motion picture. I guess did not pay enough. He's still what a uh, uh, here. This is one of your one of your guitars, uh, Les Paul. <laughs> one of my guitars, yeah, yeah, uh, a Les, Les Paul. Paul. That's an expensive guitar, <laughs> it is, man. It is. Yes, right. Fender Stratocaster. That's another expensive. At least he's stealing good stuff. And you you, you need you need an amplifier to go with that, right? You got to steal an amp too. I'm guessing, right? <laughs> Some nice speakers, right? And he always had the same mo, you know, modus operandi. Yeah, thanks so. for pointing that out. What, and what was his mo loop? So he walks into the, uh, you know, into the shop. You know, starts uh, like the guitar shop, the like guitar, guitar center, shop, guitar center, the yeah. guitar shop. Yeah, you know, it starts feeling it. Starts. You gotta to, hope it's guitar center because you know, guitar shop's pretty small. It's obvious you're gonna walk out with the most expensive guitar in the joint, right? You know, you gotta you gotta play, you gotta you know strum it to see what's going on here, and you then, gotta uh, show off for some, you know yeah. the salespeople and you know any young ladies that might be in the store. He was he wasn't browsing. He was actually he looked like a customer. Yeah. You know, the real, and, hey, lead lead guitar player in School of Rock. He's he's the real deal. So I'm sure, yeah, and he knew how to play. So I'm sure they didn't really, you know, oh, that's that's the guy from School of Rock. We'll just leave him alone. But then when nobody was looking, he just walks out the side door. Uh, that was probably a mistaken judgment. I'm guessing, right? That they are very uh, sorry about now. 
Yeah, and he uh, he did that did that a couple, he's, two, three times. He's but fabulously not, successful. He's been in big time movies. He's not going to steal our guitars. No, no. Um, but he got caught the last time, Paul. Yeah, he was in his car and they blocked him in. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing there's a drug or alcohol problem there in, in this story somewhere that we're not seeing. Is there? Oh, <laughs> funny you ask, Paul. He blamed his criminal activity on his drug addiction. <sighs> I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm just shocked. He's got no money because he's drug addiction problems. So he, at least he's stealing good guitars. Did they recover the guitars? They get them back. I would hope so. Doesn't say, does it? I would hope so. That's not, that's not a good ending. No, it's not a happy ending for Mister Gaydos. <laughs> does he get jail? Where's he at? Does he get jail or does he get probation on this one? He should have called his his boy. He falls Jack on the Black. sword. He falls on the sword, right? And pleads drug addiction. I'm, I'm saying follow this one up. Probation. This got probation written all over it. He was, like, he was clearly reaching for help. He needed help. And once he got caught, he's like, You're so right, nice. Here. You're so nice. Let's hope the old judge down there thinks along those lines. He's like, I need to be arrested. I stole the guitars. That's exactly. right. Please help me, right? Mm-hmm. But I need better and longer rehab. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me like that. He, he'll be okay. It'll be a happy ending. You think there's a... You know, maybe be in School of Rock Five after all this. Rock Five, yeah, yeah. We're going from a from a School of Rock boy to a a Wisconsin boy. He's having a lot of fun up there with uh, his uh, stepdad's drink. Whenever we hear stepdad in a story, stepmom, stepdad, you know, stepbrother, you don't blame him. (laughs) That is usually going to be it's usually going to be on the Popo report for one reason or another, right? (laughs) Right. What did, the, what did the wicked stepchildren do in this case? Well, he thought it'd be funny to, you know, inject some uh, cattle tranquilizer into his energy drink. I don't know if that's funny. Did they say what kind of energy drink it was? No. I'm, monster, maybe? A monster so, energy uh, the, drink? You know, the, the market's flooded with energy drinks. It's, yes. it's one of like 10,000. But, <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he thought it'd be funny. And uh, he did it more than once. And the uh, father caught on to him, Probably, probably not a good idea, huh? Stepdad caught on. You know, he's a bright he's a bright dairy farmer out there, up there in Wisconsin. The victim. <laughs> I, dairy farms are tough places to live. You got to find your own entertainment. You can't leave the dairy farm. This is the problem. The cows are always making milk, right? Somebody's got to gather the milk. He, these dairy farmers go nuts because in their families because they literally can't leave the dairy farm. 24-7. 365, man. Cows are making milk, bro. That's why you hire helping hands. (laughs) Well, I'm guessing young Tyler, who poisoned his stepfather. He got tired of uh, helping out his dad on the farm. If I poison the old man, we could all take a nice little vacation to Disney World or something. I don't necessarily think he was trying to kill him. I just thought he was trying to have some fun. Just get him a little sick so we could all get away from these damn cows that do nothing but make milk all the time. His father was Or cheese, or whatever they make. It caused him that he left stumbling, suffered slurred slurred speech, a droopy face. And heavy breathing. That sounds like a good night of drinking, Paul. <laughs> What's the problem? That, that usually doesn't happen with the energy drink, does it? Unless well, you put a little cow tranquilizer in there. Well, that kind of you're a wide awake drunk, then. Yes, but the cow tranquilizer kind of screwed the whole thing. It gave him stroke-like symptoms. It sounded like no. And then, uh, mom, he, dad, dad's having a stroke over here. Her evil stepdad. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but the first time he shrugged it off, and then the. Knucklehead he's decides. Tired. To, he's just exhausted from chasing yeah. cows all day, so right? He decides to do it again, and then and <laughs> yeah. then the light bulb went off, Paul. Go, the light bulb oh, went off in Wisconsin. The, I might have a problem with this step kid. Someone's messing with me. <laughs> <laughs> messing with my energy drinks, which have always worked before this, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, 
Now, Tyler looking at felony charges, huh? He's looking at, yeah, well, hey, I mean, charged with placing foreign objects in edibles. Wow. Tyler gets a good lawyer. He's going to go, Your Honor, Your Honor, have you spent any time on a dairy farm? And hopefully up in Wisconsin, maybe he worked on a dairy farm when he was a kid. And he goes, I have. Not, not guilty by reason of insanity or something. That's that, it, Loop. That's our happy ending. That's our happy, funny ending, Paul. Yeah. And that does it for us this Saturday night. And as always, don't poo-poo on the popo. And mind your own business. And watch your six. See you next week. Good night, everyone.